Anna, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kayla Edidin. I'm the Senior Director of Franchise Development for Ascent Hospitality Management. Uh, that's a new role for me. Uh, prior to that, I was the Senior Director of Franchise Operations. So uh, at heart, I am an operations girl, and I've recently uh, shifted into Franchise Development, uh, our Chief Development Officer, Peter uh, really spent maybe the last six months recruiting me over to the development side. And, uh, you know, he's a sales guy. So, so uh, he gets what he wants usually. So, uh, so now I'm a development girl and I really am enjoying it so far. That's awesome. And so when you think about moving from something like operations into uh, development, what like, what's like the big thing about franchise development that's different than franchise operations? So I think the thing that's different is usually in operations, when people call you, it's usually because something's not going well, right? They're like, Kayla, yeah. fix this for me, especially uh, at the director level and above. You know, usually they're yeah. calling, hey, this is escalated to me now, right? So yeah. now when my phone rings, it's a little, uh, it's it's certainly more exciting in regards to, um, you know, usually people are interested in our brands or they want to grow with us and things like that. So that's uh, a different relationship with my phone. Probably I spend a lot more time on it. <laughs> that's kind of hilarious. And like, I mean, like you guys are growing like crazy. Um, it would seem from my reading up online of you guys, how many locations are you? Cause there's multiple brands there as well. So like, you're not just, you're like, the huddle house which is on your linkedin i saw that and then there's also like the bakery i think it was perkins was it as well as in that list are right. they the only brands that are there as well or are there other brands as well that are not on the website um tell me a bit about it yeah yes yeah. so those are our two main brands i think um perhaps we'll grow some more i know um we have some virtual brands as well we have our own concept that's papa corazon's quesadillas and okay awesome uh, and we are growing like crazy with Huddle House. We have um, right at 300 locations and Perkins is around 275. So that's um, unbelievable. It's really, it's like really, exciting. yeah. That is, that is awesome. And so in your role now as franchise development, mm -hmm. like what is, like how, how does that, like, I am just trying to get my head around the franchise development part for the franchise operations. So obviously you were an amazing problem solver clearly at the previous job because that's why they had you for six months basically to come, come do this job, please. So sure. when we think about franchise development, is that related to like, in my head, when I think about it, is that like new store openings? Is that like just the site location? Like what, what goes into the role of franchise development? Yeah, so franchise development encompasses a lot of things. It encompasses the leads coming in of people who want to be franchisees with either of our brands. So prior to now, I was only Huddle House. I was just a Huddle House girl. Now I'm involved with both of our brands, um, Perkins and Huddle House. And with franchise development, that involves existing franchisees that want to add locations. We do a lot of that on both brands. Um, we also have a lot of people coming in 
right now that just want to be involved with our brands and, and be franchisees. And we also yeah. support them through uh, site approvals, figuring out where they're going to have their locations. Uh, there's a construction team that we work with as well. Uh, that's uh, our internal construction team. We have people uh, specific to each brand that help uh, support the GC through that process. And uh, the development part really stays until they open and then they're passed over to operations. Okay. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So that's how like, so I, it's interesting because you're basically, are you part of the team that bets the next franchise franchise orders, I guess, or franchisees um, to like take on the brand, which is quite interesting uh, mm -hmm. to me because you're kind of releasing like the brand into the wild effectively and you're putting an enormous amount of trust because i mean the ultimate goal of the franchise is like you know when they say the big mac takes the say it tastes the same in ireland as it does in like timbuktu you know what i mean like that like that level of sort of consistency across the board what do you look for in the types of people who want to run one of your brands Perfect. Yeah. So the ideal candidate for either one of our brands are first and foremost, a fan of the brands. So yeah. if they're looking to be a franchisee of Huddle House, we're looking for raving fans of Huddle House. The same is true with our sister brand, Perkins. We really want people who know and have some kind of connection to our brands, which is really neat because both of the brands are, we call them legacy brands. They've both been around for 60 and 65 years. Yeah. So they've been around, they've got some history. So it's neat to hear uh, the special memories that people have with those brands, like going with different family members or different seasons of their lives that they associate with those brands is pretty special. So number one is that they're a fan of the brand. Number two is that they are successful in their own right, like in in whatever kind of business that they're in. We, you know, we want to do business with winners. We want our we want to safeguard yeah. both these brands. So either they uh, have a successful business already, have been very successful in their career, and this is their dream to own a restaurant. Um, bonus points if they've successfully run a restaurant, right? Those, yeah. uh, you know, they just take to it so naturally. Right, but we do. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, go on. I was just saying that's quite interesting. You know, I think like looking for fans, the brand first and foremost. It's interesting because like I maybe about two months ago, I had on the uh, head of leadership training and development at Chick Fil A, mm -hmm. and very similar. Like her role was to like how to vet and bring on board their sort of um, potential franchisees to own uh like new locations mm -hmm. and it's very interesting like you talk about like fans and the brand and like i think I, i'm kind of going down a bit of a rabbit hole in my brain here when you say like when you mentioned that like, people they're like legacy brands mm -hmm. because i speak to so many legacy brands like i've had friendlies sure. on and i got good berries is coming up Goodberries creamery over in north carolina are coming up soon as well mm -hmm. and it's funny when i talk to them about it because i'm always reminded of disneyland you might say, what has Disneyland got to do with the sort of nostalgia that we're talking about here? Mm -hmm. um, years ago, I was working in consulting and I was on a project and I went to Disneyland and, you know, I asked one of the imaginators or the magicians, like, I actually need to figure out what they call the staff there, like oh, the person that was getting me around. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of a bit of a dump, you know? And I was like, because the whole job is to observe and just be like, what do you notice about the place? Mm -hmm. And they were like, that's actually by design. And I was like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, these kids are coming with their parents and these parents went with their grandparents and those grandparents went with their great grandparents. 
And it's like that nostalgia line that every single person would have the same magical experience the whole way. Mm-hmm. And when I think of legacy brands, and when I think of successful legacy brands, like hundreds of locations across two different brands that are like, what, 16, 70 years old, like maintaining that type of nostalgia and that culture is like so incredibly important and like vital to the whole existence and I, I suppose the raison d'etre, as the French say, of the whole businesses in and of themselves. I guess then the next question that leads me into like, that thought leads me into like sort of the culture of the organization and how you think about when you're hiring people, you know, you are fans of the brands, okay? So then we think about culture, because that's obviously culture then. It's like, how can they imbibe the culture of other people? How do you like probe or look for like, when you think about what makes a fan, and when you think about what makes the culture of the fan to be the person responsible for your franchise, how do you think about that in people in when you're trying to measure so many intangibles? You know, I think you can just tell, like it's kind of in your gut, you know, you can tell when people are being authentic and they're being true and it's really a special memory to them. You know, yeah. it's kind of hard to like fudge that it's hard to fudge connection and nostalgia, especially with something like, uh, like, you know, restaurants and franchising, uh, you know, I think yeah. when we ask like, Hey, how do you know about us? Or have you been to one of our restaurants? You can tell right away. Oh, I went there with my grandmother. And every time we checked out of a Perkins, we left with a dozen cookies and that's what we ate through. You know, they just have the stories yeah. and, uh, isn't something that just like, you make up, you know, you yeah. can t- <laughs> and it's really neat to hear those stories. But separate than that, what's really special is having been in operations at this company for so long, I know the franchisees. I know all the franchisees on the Huddle House side, especially. And what's really special is those are legacy franchisees. Like many of them, their father started this and it was willed to them. And they're taking over this legacy and building on it and growing. And I think that is something that makes these legacy brands so special is there's a history here that you don't often see with like our, uh, the newer brands. And so I think to, to speak to culture with that, all of that history and all of that legacy, it really you feel closer to the franchisees here yeah. than, than you might in, in some of the newer brands. Cause you know, the history, the story has been passed on, like how certain people got, got their business started. And it's, yeah. it's really a shared respect that uh, you have for the people that you get to work with. It's amazing you say that. And it's amazing how you're describing it because like, I always like to say culture, it's hard to describe when you, you know, but you know, when you see it you know mm-hmm. like our good culture rather great culture because it's yeah. like you know it's hard to put your finger on what it is specifically like you know there's like elements that all kind of come into it but i definitely from my vantage point as the therapist in residence for hospitality across the country across the nation yeah. one of the things that i think separates good from great is not recipe is not like the actual products themselves mm-hmm. but the actual people that are within the four walls and the experience that they give to people. And what I mean by that is like they're they're embodying that culture. I mean, if you think of something like Chick-fil-A, there are many, many, many chicken restaurants, chicken chain franchises, but why are they so much more elevated in people's mindsets? You know, I had like uh, the director of operational excellence and David Busters on the podcast, like maybe about two months ago. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, we're an arcade with food. 
You know what I mean? Like you boil it down. Like that is what we offer. You know what I mean? It's like the X factor is not that. You know what I mean? The X factor is the people who work there. You know, and it's like how that entire body. People have been there for a long time. People enjoy working there. There's like opportunities, and so like it's amazing to me to hear you talk about culture because you guys have hit like hundreds of locations, which means the culture is there. And that obviously, would you say that that's like an X factor for your business as well? I would say so. We we have a great culture. And what I think is really neat, especially in the franchise community, because uh, obviously that is what I'm closest to here. Yeah. Um, in the franchise community, especially, we have these franchisees who really take making a difference in their communities seriously. And, and what yeah. I mean by that is they make a difference for the people that work for them, for their managers, for the people who dine with them every day. They recognize the responsibility that they carry day in yeah. and day out within their communities. And many trans transfers to many communities, but they've been able to grow that and take care of people and create lifestyles. I mean, some, some of the franchisees I know that kids and grandkids of their original staff work for them. Like, and you're not a jerk and that be the situation, right? Like you're a good, a good franchisee that takes care of their people when families work for you instead of just yeah. a kid for six months. Right. Totally. And you know, it's interesting you mentioned the community side of things, because obviously we can talk for hours and all this stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, like in this yeah. story. Like, guys, because we're like, here we go, now we're at the community. And I'm like, oh yeah, we got like only so many times to record this. Um it's funny because I get lots of uh people on this. And one of the things I get a lot about is community as well. And mm -hmm. certain food products lend themselves to a better community experience than others. Like for example, I've had two different pizza owners come on. Mm -hmm. and uh both of them refer to themselves as like the cornerstone of their community like people's first jobs you know post soccer practice or post sports saturday going for pizza with the, the team or whatever family friday night movie pizza kind of thing and it's interesting to hear you say that as well about yours because like I first of all, I'm like I, I need to move that opinion away from pizza so now i'll refer to you as well in any other episode i have but i've converted you yeah you have exactly exactly and i'm like you know it's amazing for you to say that because like to be able to articulate it like that and to be able to say like our brand is more than our brand like we do more for our community like we will really want to lean into that either is it like in because you said let's talk about the franchisee specifically they're they're leaning into that as a practice because obviously they're very ingrained in their community in the first place. So, so many, I, I, if I'm contextually understanding what you're saying, it's like somebody will own, you know, one of the brands, like say Huddle House, okay, and be like, you know, there's a charity like, you know, drive for cancer research or something, and they want to, you know, do something related. To, I don't know why that was the example, but you know what I mean in terms of like they're getting involved, like in like the, school championship football final or something and so you're like kind of like being involved in that and like for me i see so many amazing benefits for that at scale as organic as it is like i'm a real heartless marketer you know what i mean like that's kind of like where i'm at yeah, like, sure. get, them, get them in you know whereas yeah. obviously being involved in a community is by in and of itself a marketing ploy because it's like you're getting in front of people passively mm -hmm. the but it serves 
like that community much more than a marketing thing, which goes back to the culture again, you know, which is like, for me, so fascinating because even hundreds of brands doing that, like engendering that type of loyalty, engendering that type of uh, advocacy, like that mm -hmm. brand of like people and, like know your brand for that and connection. connection. Yes, totally. Connection. It it is uh, really incredible. And what's interesting is when I first started with Huddle House, I noticed that in a few locations, you know, because I did operations. I've always done operations support for Huddle House until the last um, six months. And yep. uh, I would go visit a store and I'm like, wow, this this franchisee really gets it like their store. Yep. And I keep visiting stores and it is a through line that. Yep is really incredible the servers know what people are going to get when they're walking in oh this is what's going on in the town because this person is sick and we checked on them like it is so calm it, like it's the exception when that's not what's happening in the restaurant that's amazing it's really it's really special it's really totally. like it yeah it's really neat um and it's like it's interesting in the sense that like i'm i'm in the big city over here and i'm like if, oh, yeah, and you know, you're like, if anybody even says hello to you, you're like, oh, what is that? You know, especially since I live in San Francisco for a long time, so you can only imagine. Um, but like, you know, like it sounds to me that you guys are in an incredibly strong position with incredibly strong brands and loyalty, advocacy, connection. I guess, you know, what if you were to give advice to anybody listening to this podcast now, imagine this podcast is your peers so like director and above listens to this podcast like owner operators run the gamut across fine dining to fast casual from sure. resorts to clubs to hotels if you were to give any advice what would it be i would say uh whatever you're gonna do whether it be uh development or operations because I, I could speak to both really just do it from the heart it was easy for me to switch to development because yep. I, I know the type of support our franchisees get, right? I know what they're going to get for signing up with us. And I would just say, whatever you're going to do, do it with your heart first. I think people can see that in you as a leader and they can see uh, when you're, what your intentions are by the way that you lead and by the way you communicate. So I would say, uh, do it, do it with a, a big open and honest heart. Oh my God! I feel like it should work for you, Kayla. Like, oh, I, <laughs> come on, I'll we'll take you. Yeah, you'll take me. Yeah, I, I would have to move to Tennessee though. I think, would I? Uh, well, are you guys HQ in Tennessee, or are you just based in Tennessee? Mm -hmm. We are in Sandy Springs, uh, Georgia, so just north of Atlanta. Okay, I have so many people from Georgia on this podcast. I feel like it's like oh, it's is the, it, 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 home of the South or something. It must be. I must look into it. I, I actually should keep track of everyone's location and then, like, at the end, like, if I ever finish the podcast, be like, like yeah. map where they all are for sure, for sure. I